Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another Baby Bowl edition of the DF. Uh, boy, that was terrible. Uh, I, well, <laughs> let me start all over, Rob. I, 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 Rob, I did terrible there. I'm out of practice. <laughs> we did do the Baby Bowl podcast last week, and I'm sitting here introducing the Baby Bowl, the DFS Dreamer podcast, all in the same boat, and it's not even a combination week or anything on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Rob, you got me out of practice, man. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We uh, took a week off, totally the... Uh three y'all off and uh, here we are it doesn't take much to throw me off i'm also I, i'm watching this dallas cowboy game against the tennessee titans the titans are sitting their players i, I have cd lamb in my home league championship game and i i mean i'm telling you i am glued right now to this little television screen that i have in front of me which is actually my phone and that just still really trips me out too rob <laughs> I figured. I figured. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've been kind of glued to it as well. I got Lamb in in one of my matchups. I'm not facing him in any either. So I'm definitely rooting for for a big uh, CD Lamb game. He's getting he's getting a ton of targets right now. It's just not going uh, not a ton of big plays or scores or anything. Yeah, I, I don't need to be reminded of all that, Rob. I'm really a nervous <laughs> Nelly right now. That is Rob Norton, the daddy of the baby bowl, at Norton0723 over on Twitter. I am Wes Easley at Loafinit on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Guess what, Rob? Both of us, we are we are like brothers right now. We are baby bowl brothers. That makes me a crazy uncle if you're the daddy, okay, of the baby bowl. Because I have on my pinned tweet on the FI Today account, I have pinned tweet of a baby bowl playoff right now and you have a pinned tweet of the baby bowl playoff right now and my goal i don't know if it's your goal my goal is to get 200 participants in the baby bowl playoff rob because i simply want to cause headaches for you okay i know over 100 causes you headaches i want more headaches at 200 for you okay that's just what i want to do buddy yeah no no i uh, i'll take all the headaches i can get for for if we can get that uh if we can hit that mark but yeah um working working towards it hopefully we can uh, get close to that i mean right now i have like 150 some like invites sent out not everyone's signed in though so we'll see i'm sure usually what happens is a lot a lot of times that number drops from what what the number i have so um hopefully we'll uh go over 200 that way when we drop we'll still break that 200 mark well, I'm guilty of that. I, I haven't signed up yet. I, I just haven't. It's it's one of those things that I'm going to do. I plan on doing it after this last week because we are in the yeah. last week of the Baby Bowl playoffs. Uh, baby Bowl regular season. Week 17 is the regular season. Then we get a little break, and then the Baby Bowl playoffs begin. So that's what I planned on doing. And you may have to send me a little DM to remind me. I'm <laughs> sure I will get an email or two. So if you're getting notified on that, yeah. you have not signed up. So go ahead and sign up. And don't forget to spread the word because we are trying to get to 200. And you guys know that Baby Bowl community is a really fun one. And Yes, Rob is the daddy of the Baby Bowl, but we are all cousins of the Baby Bowl. And so we want to spread that word out there. You guys have done a great job of growing the Baby Bowl each and every year. We applaud you for that. We want to ask you and continue to encourage you to can help that Baby Bowl grow just each and every time. And you've done a great job with that. So that's what we're trying to do, Rob. And one of the guys, I don't know how long Derek has been participating in the Baby Bowl from the good old boys uh, Fantasy Network, I, I believe it is. Uh, but Derek, you are the the reigning champ right now as far as week number 16 goes. You had the best lineup, Derek. Congratulations. Yeah, week 16 was uh, was definitely the week. So, 
you know, feeling pretty good about that. And uh, this is the first year taking part in the baby bowl. We, uh, we missed our chance last year to get signed up for it, but I uh, definitely playing in it this year and, and I've uh, been having a lot of fun. I love the format, love the setup and, and love the, uh, the causes that uh, this thing goes and supports as well. So if you guys haven't had a chance to, to play on it, you are certainly missing out in the, uh, the playoff edition is, is a nice little way to kind of get the intro into it and, and get a, you know, kind of see what it's, uh, see what it's all about and, and all that kind of good stuff so that you can play next year. And uh, you're looking to try and have a big week 17. I know you were just talking about needing CD Lamb to have a have a big week. I need both Dak and CD to have oh. a uh, big game in this one. I got those two guys featured off in this week's edition of the Baby Bowl oh. lineup. So needing these guys to come through, have some big games here, uh, and, and see what we can do. We're you know we're sitting just outside of kind of that fifth place. Uh, right now and looking to try and get up and up into that fifth place, get into some of that, uh, that money where, yes, uh, you know, we are all of, you know, that's what the good old boys fantasy football is all about is that cash and trophies. <laughs> so anytime we can go out there and get the cash and trophies, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, you know, just sitting outside of that big week this week, we could, uh, we could sneak back inside that fifth spot and, and get into that, uh, that realm for us here before we head into the playoff edition. That is Derek Dennington from the Good Old Boys FF over on Twitter at Good Old Boys FF on Twitter, and uh, he is the next spokesperson spokesperson of the Baby Bowl. <laughs> it sounds like doing a great <laughs> job there. And Rob, he was right there on giving to the charities. It's twenty dollars entry fee for the Baby Bowl playoffs, and half of it goes into the prize pool, and the other half goes into charities. Right, Rob? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, on the, uh, on the pin tweet, you can see like the breakdown of, you know, the percentages depending on how many participants we get. Um, so right. I'm, I'm expecting to be in tier two. Hopefully we can jump into tier three, um, for the payout. And, uh, so it was, if we get over 200, we'll, we'll jump into tier three and, uh, it's all broken down though on the, on the, uh, pin tweet. Okay, all right, sounds good. And Ashley's Embrace and March of Dimes are the mm-hmm. beneficiaries of all of your efforts that you put into it all. So we appreciate that. Now, Rob, let's go over Derek's lineup from last week. I know he had a pretty good one last week. And and Derek, I can't believe you said you put in Thursday night guys. It may be your best options. I'm always so scared to put in Thursday night guys on the baseball, but uh, you know, in the in the baseball schedule. I just never trust those Thursday night games, Derek. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. But you know, this was one of those that. Yeah, when you talk about Tennessee, right? Tennessee tends to give up a lot mm-hmm. in the uh, passing work there. So when you've got uh, Dak and you've got uh, CD Lamb there, right? Like those are some great options there. So you're feeling pretty good about some matchups playing there. Um, so that that's always kind of a good thing here. And uh, I'm I'm liking our chances uh, of being able to to even move up here yet again. So I like it too. I like it too. Where, what was his lineup, Rob? Yeah. So last week he uh, he went with Mahomes for just about 24 points. Um, Saquon 27, AJ Dillon almost 13, Jalen Waddle 25, Chris Godwin 14, Mark Andrews seven and a half, and then Najee 15 and a half for a total of 126.46 to take it down. All right, 126. That's a good. That's a good week. It's starting to get skinny on us, Rob. I don't think I thought yeah. like 200 is going to be broken again this year. Well, no, 200 yeah. was broken, but I don't think it's going to be broken towards the end of the year. So that's that's really cool. Uh, boy, uh, I, Mark Andrews has just had a, a, such a downer year. I guess it's all tied to Lamar Jackson, Rob. Is that what you would say? Because he was the elite, one of the elite tight ends going into this season. But he's definitely not bulletproof. You know, it it definitely seems like without Lamar, it just has really taken a, a, a downfall. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know, a big part of it. Um, 
you know, a lot of people, I, we, I was kind of expecting it not to be a huge factor when uh, Lamar went out because of the sample we saw with uh, Huntley last year, but kind of just turned out to be fool's gold, almost like a, a small sample size uh, kind of situation from last year. I also think the fact that I, I don't think Andrews is like fully, fully healthy right now. Um, he's, you know, been dealing with injuries uh, throughout the season. So I think a combination of that, no Lamar um, has kind of been, you know, derailed this season. Sure. Uh, uh, Rob, I'll ask you to get that uh, top 10 list as well, heading into this final week. So we see if uh, the Mocha Mojito Mama uh, there is going to be able to be knocked mm-hmm. off this week. We'll see what those scores are. But Derek, I got to ask you about Saquon Barkley this season. Saquon, b- prior to this year, was always you know one of those perennial top guys in redraft leagues who want to draft him and everything like that, way up there high on the on the leaderboards and all. Uh, do you think that he's earned that right to be drafted? I don't know, top five maybe in, in picks or at least top five in running backs. I know for sure. Yeah, I think I think going forward, you're probably going to see him be a top ten guy. I, I don't know the top five is is where you're going to want to put him going into next season, right? Like going into next season, uh, I think you've seen CMC kind of get his re uh, your resurgence there to to kind of lock down that spot. So. You've got him, uh, you know, you'd have a hard time saying Jonathan Taylor's not in there. So we've got one, two locked down. And then it kind of comes down to how you're going to shuffle some of the some of the rest of those guys, right? And what do you think the Giants are going to do this year, right? The Giants are going to have to do some major retooling here in this one, right? The They've got a new head coach. They've got a new GM. None of the guys really there are tied and locked into either one of those, uh, those guys. So when you look at it, you know, Brian Dable, isn't necessarily tied to Daniel Jones. The Giants didn't pick up his fifth year option anyway. Uh, so what do the Giants do here for quarterback next year? Is it going to be sure. Daniel Jones? Is it going to be somebody else? Are they going to go out there, try and get somebody free agency? Are they going to try and go out there and get, uh, you know, maybe try and get some draft capital is spent on a, uh, on, on this pretty deep quarterback class here. Yeah. You know, what are they looking to do and what are they looking to do that route? There's a lot of questions that, that, need to be answered on that front. Uh, couple that with the fact that that wide receiving core is likely going to have to be massively overhauled here yet again, <laughs> right? They've got a uh, Sterling Shepard, um, who I'm a, I'm a big Sterling Shepard believer. I've, I've watched him all the way back in Oklahoma where that's, that's my Sooners lost to earlier today. Uh, so still sad about that, but the, you know, um, Sterling Shepard, I don't know that we're going to see him necessarily, uh, be back with the Giants, and and this is just kind of sure. he's he's just been banged up, kind of a whole career type of thing. It seems like um, Kenny Galladay, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll <laughs> be trying to move along from that one. Wanda Robinson coming off of that ACL. Usually these wide receivers, we see them take about a year, eighteen months, almost two years to bounce back from, which is interesting because Saquon uh, coming off of that ACL injury. Uh, yeah, we hit missed the whole season last year. He was back and didn't really look like Saquon of of old last season. Uh, you know, looked like he would miss a, was missing a step. Didn't have the burst. Yeah. Didn't have some of that. Uh, certainly didn't have the wiggle that we were used to on yeah. the on the Saquon side of things. But uh, he certainly looks like he's back to form here. And I think that you know, there's there's some very big answers that need to be answered along the Giants front there before I'm going to say yeah, let's sign off on a top five type <laughs> of type of draft pick here. And there's sure. a lots of other running backs out there that I think, you know, you're going to you're going to be looking hard at, at whether or not, you know, you're taking taking these guys over them. Um, Derrick Henry going to see more volume yet again. Um, Joe makes another heavy volume guy. 
uh, Josh Jacobs, even I, you know, we're going to have to see what happens with him. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that you're going to have kind of in that mix that maybe you look at taken before him, but certainly a top 10 guy. I think that okay. that's, you know, feel pretty good about that one. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good answer. Rob Norton. Speaking of top 10 guys, tell me the top 10 in the baby bowl up to week number 16 through week 16, heading into week 17 and this Dak Prescott turnover laden Thursday night football game. <laughs> Well, this is not helping that out. I know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, He'll bounce back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not going to have a strong for him. But anyway, uh, at 10, Dan, at Dan Gillis, 1973, uh, he has 1768. Was he our week one winner, Dan? Was it? No, no, no. Oh, I don't, okay, I don't okay. believe so. I don't believe okay. so. Um, I think it was Luke Beals. If, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Nine is at Dash Wins, 1778. Eight. Is Derek with the good old boys, FF, 1780.5. Seventh, Jay Crockett, 24, 1783. Sixth, Into the Lab Pod, 1814. Fifth, Corey Easterday, 1823. Okay. Fourth, K. Tompkins, II. Oh, no, Kev. Kev's dropped to fourth, 1842. Third, Drew Delaware, Drew DeLuca, 1851. Second is myself at 1870. And then first is my wife at 1915. She's got a a good gap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not living it down over here. I'll tell you. Fifteen, you're eighteen, and then everybody's eighteen. She's nineteen, fifteen. Look, uh, Miss Norton. Where I, I know you, I know your hesitations about being on the podcast. I understand that, but I you just for five minutes. I gotta have you on five minutes. You gotta get on. Come on, five minutes at some point. You haven't won a a week on the baby pole, and you're crushing it each. And you're at nineteen hundred right now. Nobody else is even sniffing nineteen hundred, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I gotta pick your brain on what you're doing, and it can't be that you just are picking guys. Right? I mean, I, there's gotta be a strategy. Gotta be a strategy. I'm not even in the top ten. I don't even win a week, and and, and you're. They're winning weeks, Miss Norton, by not even winning weeks. I don't know how you're doing it. And it's just, I got to pick your brain. I got to know your strategy. This is, it, it's, it, maybe it's the year of the, of the pregnant ladies. I don't know, Rob. I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy to me too. Cause you know, you look down that, uh, that top 10 and like most of them have taken a week down. Um, yeah. but my wife has not won a week and I haven't won a week. Um, and we're the first two. So it's, it's, uh, we haven't really had many dud weeks. That's the big, that's been kind of the biggest thing. We haven't been hit with a, a bunch of those duds. So, um, that's, that's been, been helpful for us. But yeah, she, uh, she's, <laughs> I, mean, I said something to her a little while ago and I was like, you know, I was like, what are you going to, how are you going to feel about taking, taking this thing down if you end up taking it down? And she's like, oh, it'll be, it'll be cool. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, not, not for me, not, not for me. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here, fancy analysts, you know, it's putting our lives out there on the line, our takes out there on the line, our criticism being criticized each and every week. If we, you know, put out something wrong or something like that. And here she is just, you know, just moseying on through, just not even no cares <laughs> in the world. Oh, that's something right there. Okay. Hey, good job. Good job, though, to all those people on the top 10. We really appreciate your participation. Look forward to, I, I look forward to winning the baseball playoffs personally uh, and being able to uh, then gloat around because I will not be as uh, just, you know, quiet about it as Julie is. And I, I won't be. I won't be at all. I'll be gloating. 
tremendously. <laughs> I will print my own T-shirts if I have to, Rob. All right, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, guys, let's take a look ahead to week number 17. We'll look over here at this DraftKings lineup that I gave to you a little bit ago. We'll be looking for some baby ball booms, baby ball busts throughout week number 17 here as we do this. And the first game is the Arizona and Atlanta game. Guys, we don't need to start a Colt McCoy. We don't need to start a, a Ritter, I hope. If we're, if we're that far down there, we're, we don't want to do that. we got to find somebody else to be able to do it. But as far as the running backs go, I guess, Derek, let me ask you, Tyler Adjir looks like he is doing very well. And if you haven't played James Conner, both of those guys look like they could be in, in store for a baby boom game. Yeah, both of those guys look pretty darn good. Um, you know, Tyler Algier coming off back-to-back weeks where he's finished top 20 as a running back. You know, two weeks ago, he was RB5. Last week, he was RB14 in half-point PPR scoring. And he certainly gets the volume play to do it. Not only that, when you look at Atlanta, they love to run the ball. They, you know, that's really where they kind of ground their uh, their offense through. And so uh, Tyler Algier is definitely a play and definitely a play in, in more formats than, than just baby bowl, right? I love him in DFS sure. this week, and I love him as a uh, as a guy that you should have made sure that your opponent can't play him against you here in uh, week 17 of your championship for redraft and dynasty leagues there. So uh, absolutely a guy to, to look at and, and make sure that he's either on your roster, even if you're not going to start him. Okay, wide receivers, Rob, from this game in particular, I know that uh, the star of the show is going to end up being Greg Dortch, okay, at 3,000 anyway for DraftKings purposes. He saw so many targets and everything last week. I don't know. Hopkins has to be a squeaky wheel there, because he was still out there running around. Hopkins is not going to go out there running around and not have the ball thrown his way. I personally think this could be a big Hopkins game, especially against that Atlanta Falcons secondary that it's a little bit vulnerable. And we say that it's a fair vulnerable. And, And I just think that that you know if he had such a terrible week it's bound to be a good week for him yeah yeah it's too hard i mean deandre hopkins is too good to really outright fade um especially in a dome against a a falcons uh, secondary it's not not the greatest um i have him i think like borderline top 10 right around that range um obviously with colt mccoy versus skyler the the ceiling is uh, just comes down on the offense as a whole but but yeah uh hopkins obviously still still a good play Dorch is a good play too. Would you play him in baby bowl? I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> I'm taking um, zeros from better, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. No. Yeah. Um, I, he, that's the thing is though, he, I, I'd seen a thing recently. Um, I believe, uh, every time he's played at least it was like 60% of snaps or 80% of snaps or something like that. He's, he's turned in like, um, double digit points, like five or six, games all and every single one of them so um should he be out there in that slot role um he he probably will get a good amount of targets Derek would you rather start a Hollywood Brown a Drake London or a Greg Dortch this week in baby bowl or in you know redraft redraft leagues even because some of those guys eh, Dortch will be available possibly I actually, I've actually got a uh, receiver from this game started in my baby bowl lineup but uh, I'm rolling with DeAndre Hopkins on that one there <laughs> Uh, manager got that. And I, I think that DeAndre is going to going to see a ton of volume there. Um, I don't know that you're going to see Dorch be as effective this week as he was like last week where he uh, you know finished a wide receiver 14 and a half point PPR scoring simply from the standpoint, he saw 11 targets. Um, the fact that you've got, you know, you're making the switch from Colt, uh, from Trey Sorley back to Colt McCoy mm-hmm. in this one, Colt McCoy is, is going to go to his big body wide receiver. I uh, tends to get the ball out a little bit more so. And when you look at Tampa Bay, who they played last week, uh, the slot receiver was going to get uh, more more work 
than uh, than a guy on the outside. And, and Atlanta doesn't necessarily have those shut down shut down corners that uh, Tampa Bay does. And and yeah, a very much a very softer secondary there. So I think uh, okay. DeAndre Hopkins certainly in play there. Dorch, I think will get some work, but I think that you're going to maybe see him top out uh, four to five targets. Uh, Drake London, you know, about the same, maybe five, maybe six targets in this one. Hollywood Brown, give him probably about five targets on that one. So I think DeAndre Hopkins, the boom play, the rest of these guys will get some targets, but I'm not looking to necessarily uh, bet the farm or or season on those guys. Okay. I thought when you said big body receiver, I thought that'd be AJ Green, because last time I checked, it looked like he had a pretty big (laughs) body at this point. (laughs) Rob, we're moving on to the next game, guys. Chicago at Detroit. Chicago at Detroit. If you have not started... Justin Fields, Rob, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being uh, bad, 10 being really good. Uh, Justin Fields, startable in the Bay Bowl. How confident are you in that? Oh, 10. 10. 9.5, 10 in that range. It's, he only rushed for 11 yards last week, Rob. Yeah, that, I mean, there's there's the slight worry uh, of that factor. Um, but I think I have him as like QB4, QB3 this week in my ranking right, as, of, as of right now. Um could always change, obviously, before Sunday, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's a top top five guy for me. All right, don't let don't let the, the eleven yards scare you off. Uh, all right, I can. Uh, Derek, uh, same same question, but this time I'm going to insert Jared Goff in there. Scaled one to ten, how confident would you be in starting uh, uh, Jared Goff for Baby Bowl purposes? Uh, I, I feel better about starting him right now than, than, uh, Dak Prescott, but okay. you know, that's, <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, I feel pretty confident about that. I think he's going to be a top 10 QB this week when it's all said and done. So, uh, you should be able to see him do some work against that Chicago secondary there. The game is at home. Jared Goff home road splits are absolutely insane. And you know, th- there's a good chance that we're going to see Jared Goff probably go well over 250 through the air and probably two touchdowns. So, I like his shots at uh, at some pretty good production this week. Okay, all right, that is fair enough. When we look at the running back room, Jamal Williams, no more questionable tag at all. It looks like he's healthy, and so you're going to have that split between him and DeAndre Swift. And lately, though, it seems like it's been going more Swift's way, Rob. But I, I kind of want to throw last week's game and throw it out. Okay, that's I just, I just want to do that because it looked like they were on the road for a couple of games and then they were going back home, and and that could just be tough for a football team. So I don't want to read too much into their bad performance last week and just kind of take the week before that and run with it, which was more of a swift week than not. Yeah. Um, I do have swift hire. Uh, I definitely, I mean, just, I just think he's more talented. Um, he's more involved in the passing game. Um, so I, I do have swift definitely higher than Jamal. I mean, you're at the point of the season though, that we've already played at least 32 running backs, mm-hmm. maybe more. So, um, you know, both of them are probably going to be in consideration for you if you haven't played them yet. They're playing. I mean, this this game is like definitely a juicy one. You got the highest game total of the week yeah. um, in a dome. So two bad defenses, two offenses that can move the ball and score. So I don't have a problem playing playing either of them if you have them available in Baby Bowl. Okay, Devin Montgomery week as he has no cont- uh no, no no competition there as far as that goes. And for the wide receivers, Derek, we got Amon Ross St. Brown. Can we trust a DJ Shark if you have to? Because we've been picking out three wide receivers probably just about every week in the Baby Bowl. So uh, do you want to trust a DJ Shark this week? Is that okay against a Bears defense that has rolled over and died? I mean, I, I could see him being more of a flex type of play. I see him more as a wide receiver three type of week this week. Uh, yeah, but again, right. Like DJ Chark's a boom bust type of guy mm-hmm. that you're going to have to rely on him getting 20, 
uh, plus 20 plus yards a, a reception on that. And you're going to have to try and bank on him getting three plus receptions, which again, a little bit tough when you're talking about the fact that he's probably only going to get five, maybe four to five uh, targets on this one. So I, I think that you might be shooting a little bit high there because I think his ceiling is probably about two receptions, uh, 45 yards or so. If I, uh, if I was, you know, really kind of putting a, a projection on that one. So that's, that's okay. kind of where I see him on that. Okay, and no other wide receivers to speak of in this game that we can trust. The only other person I could see on here is Cole Komet that we'd probably want to play if we haven't played it yet. If we expect a big week out of Justin Fields, we could probably expect uh, Cole Komet to be along for the ride on that one. Jacksonville at Houston. We don't know what's going on. I I, I mean, I know what Doug Peterson is saying, that he's going to be able to play those Jacksonville Jaguars all the way to the end, but I just don't believe him. I don't. I, I I think that's a lot of coach, you know, smoke coming out of the Jacksonville right now. They're playing in Houston. Houston seems to really want be fighting right now for Lovey Smith and that franchise for whatever reason. I don't I don't know why they are, but if it, it's, it makes me want to stay away from Trevor Lawrence, Rob. It just makes me want to stay from any of those stay away from any of those Jacksonville Jaguars when it talk when I'm talking about Baby Bowl. Yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. Um I I probably have them all like ranked a little bit higher than most people um, just because I do love the matchup at Houston in a dome. Sure. Um, but, and, and as of, as of right now, from what I'm seeing on the, on the game total, they still have a 23 point, 23.75 implied team total, which, so that's still pretty, pretty good. Um, if I say that start to come down and start dipping a little bit, I'm going to get really concerned about, you know, what, Vegas is kind of telling us is what they're thinking is going to happen. Um, so that's something to watch over the next couple of days before, before Sunday hits. But yeah, there is definitely concern about the fact that they could end up uh, not playing the whole game. Guys, if I, if I say to both of you and, and either one of you, just both of you chime in here, Abraham Lincoln, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Emancipation proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yours. What about you, Derek? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. What, what do you think of? Well, I mean, out, outside of, uh, you know, the presidential stuff and, and what you yeah. just said about the Emancipation Proclamation, let's go with a bad movie where he was a, uh, a vampire killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good one. We'll go with the, okay, we'll the off-ball off answer. That's a good one. I like both of the answers. Neither one of them are right, but Honest <laughs> Abe is what I was thinking. Honest Abe, you know, that's his nickname, Honest Abe. And if if the Jacksonville Jaguars end up playing in this game and play all the way through, we need to start calling Doug Peterson Honest Doug Peterson. Okay, just just Honest Doug is what we need to do because that guy, if he's going to play these guys before the most important game in this franchise's history as of late anyway it's crazy for him to do so but if he says he's going to do it maybe we need to believe him honest honest doug is not going to lie to us why run me running backs then once again travis Etienne. you want to play him i don't think we could play anybody from the houston texans i I, i'm looking at those snapshots just we don't i don't know we can't Mm -hmm. and what about wide receivers though christian kirk zay jones Derek, can we start a brandon cooks this week i'm I'm not looking at really starting any receivers in this one. Evan Ingram, I, I'll I'll take the ride with on that right. one. But uh, Travis Etienne's a full go for me, and and this is one of those two, right? That there's there's something to be said that, you know, you're right from from all of the 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 things out there that say, hey, like this game really is a throwaway game because of the fact that next week. 
regardless of what happens with Tennessee tonight, regardless of what happens with Jacksonville against Houston this weekend, it doesn't matter as far as playoffs go. Everything that's going to come down to week 18 when these two teams face each other. However, when you sit there and you think about it and the message that you're sending to your players, the message that you're sending out as an organization and what Doug Peterson's come in there to do is to change an organization and change the culture of an organization, which I think he's done a, a pretty darn good job at considering where they were at the previous year. Now, it's really hard to try and say that we're going to create a, a winning organization. We're going to create a winning franchise here, but a game in week 17 doesn't matter. We're just going to play for week 18 on that one. So I, I think that we can see these guys come in and play, uh, come in and fight and really uh, go through it. You're nothing. It's hard to keep momentum going and, and motivation going when you you know, if you get blown out by the worst team in the league because you sat guys down to then get geared up and hyped up for a tough divisional matchup in week 18, that's really going to decide whether or not you see the postseason. So I think that we see these guys play. I think that they're, you're going to see a good game plan put together. I don't necessarily trust Trevor Lawrence. Houston has been tough against opposing quarterbacks, and that's because they're so easy on the ground. They give up more points than anybody to opposing running backs. So I think Travis Etienne is in play. I think Jermichael Hasty is certainly in play as well mm. on this one. Uh, Evan Ingram, I would take the shot on tight end, but uh, receiving options on this one, I don't really want any piece of it. Um, you know, even the Brandon Cooks, the Zay Jones, the um, uh, the Christian Kirk, I'm, I'm just not mm -hmm. a, uh, I'm not really looking to go after any pass catching options okay. outside of Evan Ingram. Okay, that sounds good. I like the Evan Ingram call on that one. That, that's a good one. Uh, he's been red hot as of late. Denver at Kansas City. Rob, I I had too much Denver last week in, in one of my <laughs> in one of my playoff games. It was the championship round, and I, I kind of swung for the fences a little bit, and I had too much Denver. I, I even had Denver defense. That did not help out one bit last week at all. You know, a negative four. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see him quitting quite that hard. I don't know, though, if they quit on the coach or if they quit on Russell Wilson, I guess t this week will be that telling tale. Uh, can you trust Russell, Russell Wilson, who had a big game against Kansas City the last time out? Can you trust him this week? Trust? No, that, that's a strong. That's a strong <laughs> word there. That's a, <laughs> trust. I don't know if I can trust him, but um, I mean, we are in week seventeen. He's my QB eighteen, so well, <laughs> it's, he's. he's He's kind of right on that borderline. Yeah. And, you know, Casey does let up a lot of points to quarterbacks. And a lot of it is the fact that they, you know, get such a big lead. They score so much themselves that teams need to drop back and pass more often to try to score more against them. So um, Russ did have a good game against them last time out. It wouldn't wouldn't shock me if he had another good game um, against them. Just just volumes his way to it. Um, I I don't feel great about it, but I, I don't hate it either. Would you rather start Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz this week? Russell Wilson. Would you rather start Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson this week? <laughs> I have them back to back. I have Watson one spot ahead right now. You didn't. Uh, so I guess uh, you, Watson then is what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wilson or Geno Smith? Geno. Wilson or Mike White? Mike White. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Mike White with his 50 something target uh, throws that he'll have this week. I'm All hoping. Right. We know Patrick Mahomes, Derek, is going to play great. We know he's going to throw it to Kelsey a couple of times. Is there any wide receivers that we could trust in this game? Kadarius Tony always seems to be a little more active, a little bit more involved. I don't, I don't, I don't care that they're going against that Denver defense. You know what I mean? I just don't care. I know it's an interdivisional game and all this, but I don't care. After what I saw from him last week, I think anybody could score on these guys. Well, I, it's one of those again, right? Like you're you're talking about some locker room. Um, 
locker room deals there. Now keep in mind, uh, there's been a lot of, so I'm out here in Colorado and there's been a lot of rumors floating around that the head coaching job was actually offered to the defensive coordinator and he turned it down because he'd rather stick with the, uh, the defensive coordinator job thinking that it would be easier for him to, to land another job in the coaching cycle, being the defensive coordinator on that one. So I, I would expect these guys, the, that defensive side of the ball to be fired up and ready to, uh, to show up and play uh, Kansas city, right? Like this is their arch rivals, you know, Kansas city and the Raiders. Those are the two, uh, two rivals of the Broncos. And so uh-huh. I think that you'll see these guys get up and play on this one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes though, like in that chiefs defense is our chiefs offense still going to hang uh, 25 to 30 points on these guys. So it's a tough, yeah. tough matchup to, to go up and, and really choose to play Denver's defense, even when they've, they've been lights out there. Yeah, my home still finds a way to do that. Um, I I'm probably not going to look at going with Kadarius Tony. I think he's got probably the best ceiling shot outside of Kelsey on that one. But um, yeah, again, I'm not necessarily looking to to start him. Juju Smith Schuster might volume his way there a little bit. Uh, Denver tends to get up, uh, give up a little bit more in the slot than they do on the outside to it. So I could see Ness, you know, maybe playing him a little bit, but I'm not big on that one. And uh, yeah, Russell Wilson has been my favorite guy to uh to take his prop of under one and a half touchdowns all season long which that one has just been hitting for me and hitting for me and hitting for me and i'm gonna keep riding that train okay all right i can see that uh, i do think that he could throw some for some yardage jerry judy has really broke out over the last couple of weeks and it didn't matter who was throwing him the ball really and sutton helping him out there on the field i believe a lot whenever sutton's out there on the field rob because it kind of distracts everybody from judy a little bit more but it, it kind of seems like judy's bulletproof at this point yeah, Judy's been been playing really well um, lately. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem playing playing him, especially in a game where obviously they're probably gonna have to drop back to pass and throw more often. Um, I think Judy's a top 30, 30 guy this week. Borderline okay. could push up into the to top twenty four. Dolchist is a good option as well as far as the running backs go, guys. Both of you, uh, can we start Jarek McKinnon? Yes or no? In Bay Bowl. He's an up. He's an he's a ceiling shot for sure on that one, but uh, really depends on what you need, right? If you're looking to try and claw and get up in there, and you need somebody with massive upside, mm-hmm. he could be your guy, right? And he's probably a guy that you've got left on your bench, uh, left on your options there because he uh, he emerged a little bit later there. But not a guy that if I need to, if I'm taking my ceiling shots and some other plays, I'm probably going to shy away from Jarek McKinnon. But if I if I need a ceiling shot, he's my guy. Okay, and Rob, would you rather start Pacheco or Murray this week? Um, I will start Pacheco. Well, for Murray, and you don't sound very excited about that. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too too excited about it either. Actually, I do have McKinnon above both of them, but I have wow. them all in like the 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 back end running back to flex kind of range. Okay, Tua Tagovailoa is out in this game. Miami at New England looks like a great spot for the New England defense against Teddy Two Glove Bridgewater is what we like to call him here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Teddy Two Gloves and going against Mac Jones. I don't know that we have to be down here at either one of these quarterbacks at all for DraftKings. Rob, I, I for some reason my head keeps coming back around to Mac Jones this week. It might just be the five K price tag. It might be the Miami defense on the road in cold weather. I, I don't, it just keeps going around to Mac Jones. Please talk me out of it. Please talk me out of it for DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he, he's Mac Jones, so that's that should <laughs> talk you out of it right there. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, but no, honestly, honestly though, this this week I like him more than usual, and he is five K. Um, 
you know, Miami, Miami has been a team that, you know, you kind of pass on more often than, than not. And uh, they've been letting up a decent amount of points to, to quarterbacks. Um, I don't ever see Mac Jones as any type of ceiling play kind of guy though. So it really um, is not someone that entices me too much. And he doesn't run a lot either. So like it, it, it kind of has like a low floor, low ceiling combination and then just doesn't really go too well for me, but he's at five K you could do worse. Yeah, that one yard rushing ceiling does kind of limit his <laughs> possibilities. Uh, Derek, we got Raheem Mostart and Jeff Wilson. It seems like Jeff Wilson has taken back over that backfield now that he's healthy in there again. If we had to start somebody in the Bay Bowl, would Jeff Wilson be somebody that you'd be kind of confident in starting this week? Yeah, I, I could see playing uh, Jeff Wilson on that one. Uh, again, my uh, New England's been pretty tough against the uh, against opposing running backs there, so I'm not necessarily, you know, ringing endorsement there. Um, mm-hmm. New England is, uh, is the second or allows the second fewest uh, points to opposing running backs there. So I'm not necessarily looking to do it. The matchup is a poor one. I think that Miami uh, you're going to see, you know, New England's beatable when you've got elite wide receivers. Miami has two of them. Teddy two gloves can certainly dink and dunk. And not only are the, their two wide receivers elite on the, uh, the Miami side, they are yak kind of guys and yak monsters on that one. We've seen that okay. one play out time and time again, but I do think that uh, Jeff Wilson will get enough volume that he can put up a serviceable day, but I'm not looking for a massive uh, ceiling and I'm, I'm not actually even looking for a very safe floor with him either. Uh, for baby bowl and redraft purposes, I guess they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Sometimes would you rather start Derek? Would you rather start Jeff Wilson at new England or Zonovan Knight for the New York jets at Seattle? You know what? I, I probably would take Zonovan at this okay. point. Uh, volume will certainly be there. Matchups a little bit better for him as well. Jeff Wilson or Tyler as Algier that we talked about earlier against Arizona. Oh, give me, give me Tyler Algier. I, I think Tyler Algier has the ability to be a top 20 guy this week. Jeff Wilson or Brian Robinson. Uh, at Cleveland. At Cleveland. That's or, a closer Cleveland. one, but Cleveland Cleveland gets gashed by opposing running backs, and I'll take the uh, the matchup there again. I think Brian Robinson. Okay, last one: Jeff Wilson or Zach Moss against at New York Giants. Pretty much anybody but Zach Moss. Okay, right, that's... <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's a big name out there. You know, a lot of people talk about him uh, a little bit this week, just simply because he's he saw so much volume last week, and it kind of seems like his backfield. I just don't know if they're going anywhere. <laughs> Right. It's it, that that's a lot of the problem. And part of the problem or part of the reason, too, it seems like he got that volume was the fact that Jeff Saturday and Deion Jackson seem to have gotten into it a little bit um, on the sideline before the game on that one. And uh, it seems like uh, Deion Jackson certainly got his uh, self removed from that game plan pretty heavily. So uh, Zach Moss, you can give him all the opportunities in the world. He's shown us time and time again that uh, they're going to go about three feet in a cloud of dust. Okay. Uh, Rob, we're playing Tyreek Hill. We're playing Jalen Waddle. I guess if you have to, we're playing uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I actually like Jacoby a good amount this week um, <laughs> against that Miami secondary. He's a he's a big target kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I have him, I think, wide receiver 20 right now. With the tight end situation being as it is, it seems like questionable, questionable tags for New England. And both of those guys were out last week, I believe, or went out some point during the game. And Kenneth Bourne had a bigger game. Uh, do you want to trust the Bourne if either one of those tight ends are out or if both tight ends are out? Um, It's a little bit riskier with Bourne, but he obviously did get, you know, a ton uh, this past week. Um, it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, oh, it, it seemed yeah. like. 
<laughs> it seemed like uh, it seemed like Nelson Aguilar had been the guy that had been getting a lot of a lot of targets as a secondary piece, um, and then all of a sudden Kendrick Bourne uh, was the guy last week. So I have them. I have all those like ancillary pieces down. You know, is it's like wide receiver 40, 50, 60 range in that in that kind of range. So it'd be tough for me to go to any one of them. Okay. All right. That's fair. Indianapolis at the Giants, guys. The Giants need to win. That's that's it. I went out and got a lot of different Giants and anywhere I could just to be able to plug them in there, try to block, like you said a little bit earlier there, Derek, uh, block my opponent from getting any of the Giants. I don't want to say in a must-win game, but definitely, you know, win and end game seems like it will add a lot of fuel to the New York Giants fire, especially against this Indianapolis Colts team. <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles, I'm sorry, Nick Foles. I'm looking at Nick Foles, Matt Ryan. I'm looking at the choices for quarterback for Indianapolis, and that's really tough. I, I think I can really lean heavily on Daniel Jones this week. I expect a strong week out of him, and I think he makes our top 17 quarterbacks. If you haven't played him yet, this could be a good week you could, to play him uh, for Baby Bull. Right, Derek? Yeah, he's definitely got a uh, a great opportunity, great matchup here uh, for it. He, he's been been okay on that one, and the fact that yeah, he gives you he gives you a nice rushing baseline on this one as well, right? Like you can pretty pretty easily you know expect him to go out and get. Um, you know, get get some yards on the ground, potentially try and punch one in there, um, and gets it just enough through the air, um, to be relevant for you as well. But I could easily see a top ten week for him. Um, yeah, and that's I think probably his ceiling. I would see is is probably eight, but I think his floor is probably around twelve or thirteen. So yeah, I'd feel pretty good, uh, pretty good about playing Daniel Jones if I had to in the baby bowl this week. Okay, we're playing Saquon Barkley. If you have to, Zach Moss is probably your best option other than a Saquon Barkley in this game. Uh, we can't trust Michael Pittman anymore, Rob. We just can't. We can't do it, right? We, no. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel as good. I have him back in like wide receiver too. Um, he's still kind of the obviously the the alpha guy there and the the target monster for them. But yeah, it's a it's not a good QB situation to be tied to. We could play Slayton, I guess, a little bit in Baby Bowl. You got to start him in redraft leagues if you got him, and you don't have some better options there. Slayton, I'd be more confident in. Personally, I don't. I don't mind Hodgins, Hodgins, or mm-hmm. Richie James. I mean, both of them are touchdown dependent. It feels like, but man, they're they're throwing it a little bit more than I I tend to want to believe in New York right now. Yeah, I got them all kind of log jammed in there. Um, you know, Hodgins, right now I actually have a Hodgins, James Slayton, but, um, it, but I mean, literally I have a 44, 45, 47. So it's like, they're all, they're all in that, uh, you know, flex range if you're, you're, you're considering them. Um, but yeah, it, all of them, all of them been getting a good amount of targets really. So, um, you have, you could do a lot worse than those guys. And just if you have to play one of those tight ends, go for it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Bellinger, <laughs> you know, there's there was no clear cut winner in the in the Nick Foles uh, lottery last week for tight ends. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, next game, New Orleans at Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, uh, Derek, your ear is to the I love it. Your ears to the sidewalk. Is that what they call it? To the road, uh, your ears to the grindstone. I don't know what they call it. But uh, what is your feelings on whether or not Jalen Hurts will play this week or will he not play this week? Yeah, I think that he's so Jalen Hurts is certainly a competitor. Like he's he's shown that you know all the way back to his days at Alabama. Like the, the guy is well, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go the boomer sumer route. Boomer oh, hey. route there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we we got him last. 
anyway, the um, I, I think that I think that he's a he's a gamer, right? Like he's gonna he's a tough guy, tough competitor. I think that we will see him probably play on this one. Uh, Gardner Minshew certainly looked capable of running that offense. They he put up a very good performance last week. Ultimately, didn't uh, result in a win. But this is one of those that they're looking at this thing going, man, we win a game, we clinch first place, you know, we go. So I think that this is one of those that they, they if if Hurts is able to go and he's able to play, they're not uh, going to have to worry about him further injuring himself on that one. I think he'll be out there, he'll play. I think they'll go through trying to clinch this one and get it done. And then if they need to, they can rest him in week 18 with the playoff, with that number one seed secured because you secure that one. You can then give him a, uh, you know, ultimately two weeks in a row off week 18 and then the first round of the playoffs. So I, if he's, if he's able to go, I think we're going to see the gamer and, and Jalen hurts be out there going uh, maybe a little bit more of a conservative play calling on that one. Keep him, uh, you know, a little bit more in the pocket than necessarily some of the design runs that we've seen uh, throughout that. So a little bit more limited rush upside, but I think that he'll be out there and he'll be fine for you. All right. Sounds good, Rob. I know you look at all these DraftKings numbers. I know you do. Did you notice that Andy Dalton is at 4,800 and every other quarterback from New Orleans is, is at 4,900? <laughs> what? What? I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. Andy Dalton is the starter. I, I, I look at that and I go, what is going on here in this world? I know they're tempt- they're trying to tempt us. You know what I mean? They're tr- they're really trying. Um, they're really trying, but I, I I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I can fall for it, especially with the amount of uh, amount that we see Taysom Hill get in there. It's funny too because Taysom Hill is actually forty nine hundred. So um, the amount. I mean, Taysom Hill steals enough snaps, steals enough like especially especially high you know high leverage, high value touches um, that it doesn't make. Andy Dalton, you know, he's going to be one of the worst QB plays any given week. Alvin Kamara is made my naughty list, just like Dalton Schultz and Dak Prescott have right now. Okay. Alvin Kamara has made my naughty list. He has for years. Every time I have him on my team, Derek, he never does well. So I trade him or something and he does well. It's just, I'm never patient with Alvin Kamara. If I trade for him and he's not, and he's because he's doing well, then he comes on my team. He doesn't do well. It seems like Alvin Kamara's roller coaster. And this year, it just seems like he's never been in the doing well category. He just has, has not done well at all this year. For baseball purposes, I don't want to play Alvin and Kamara and for redraft next year I don't even I don't, I don't want to touch him you're not kidding roller coaster is about right like he'll he'll give you the highs of running back two on the week like he did back in what week eight and then you know follow that up a couple of weeks later with running back 74 but the problem <laughs> is is Alvin Kamara's value has always been very much rooted in his receiving work and receiving ability and right now you're seeing him go out and you know the the Saints have are seemingly game planning him for three, maybe four targets a game. Yeah. You know, which isn't very helpful there. Andy Dalton just doesn't seem to, uh, you know, find him in the passing game there. Uh, there he's behind a bad offensive line there. So, you know, getting, uh, yeah, a lot of weeks of getting two to three yards a carry on that one, not helpful. So even though they're giving him some volume the last couple of weeks, when it comes to uh, you know, rushing work, it's not resulting in big things there. And the fact that you've got Taysom Hill, that they'll roll out there and steal uh, five zone and 10 zone touches, just, you know, it kind of torpedoes the guy. So uh, if you can find a different option, you, I would tell you to pivot on that one. And uh, yeah, I feel your pain. I, I took uh, Alvin Kamara with our sec with my second round pick in our home league, oh. um, and so certainly been riding that train with you. And I do understand your pain there. Yep, no, I do. He's been on my new dot touch list for a couple of years now. 
unless Sean Payton goes back there, then I'm going to be tempted again next year. Okay, to be able to go back to the Kamara well one more time. If Gardner Minshew starts, I think you can start Sanders pretty confidently. Gainwell's probably a dart throw there if you really wanted to. He had he had uh, almost double digit touches last week, so it might be somebody if you're desperate to have to play somebody that might be the play. But Sanders, I think you could be pretty confident in there. Wide receivers, Rob, you did me dirty, man. Because you put Devontae Smith on your picture for uh, one of the one of the articles that you wrote this week, and I'm going against Devontae Smith this week, and I absolutely <laughs> love what Devontae's done this year. I think I maybe even dropped him week one or week two. Okay, I think I think I may have done that just because I'm not a patient man, and <laughs> and in one of the leagues, and so I just dropped him because he wasn't doing anything, and then that's when he kind of came back around and done very did very well. So AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you can start them. Are we starting any of those New Orleans Saints wide receivers? I don't want to, um, especially against uh, Philadelphia, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, Alave, I, I love Alave, honestly, as a player, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how healthy it is. It isn't. He is. I don't know. I mean, it's not a great matchup. Um, you know, uh, you have Andy Dalton throwing to you, so it's it's not it's not tempting to play him. Um, I love. I mean, I do love the talent, and I. And really, really hopeful for next year and his in his future, but this is not really the the spot I want to play him. Okay, and uh, Joel Johnson dart throw for a tight end there. Dallas Goddard dart throw, dart throw because he's just not seeing the volume either. A little bit more of a higher dart throw, I believe. If we had a Gardner Minshew playing, we are talking to Derek Dennington from the good old boys FF. Over good old boys fantasy football at good old boys FF on Twitter. Derek, you're doing a great job talking about all these games, and we really do appreciate you being a part of the baby bowl this year and being the week 16 winner from last week. Rob has already sent you that money, I believe, all the way out there. If it's what Rob does, he's really loyal and dedicated to all those people who win. I I, I don't personally know that, but that's because I don't win. But uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I don't do, or that's what I do. I don't know. You guys fill that in, but Derek, how, how, how did you? I mean, we've run around in the same circles from fantasy football world, I think, now for a couple of years. Is that how long you've been doing this, Derek, is since like COVID era? Because I know that's when I got into it. We we started our show back in 2019. So before the, the uh, you know, about a, you know, kind of the season before the uh, the COVID uh, hit the world there. And so we've been doing it, you know, what is this, our third or fourth season now? I, I forget. But uh, yeah, certainly uh, been at it for a little bit there and. I'm uh, doing it with my co-host Kevin and Alex, and uh, Kevin and I are, are kind of co-managing our uh, our baby bowl entry here and uh, doing that one as well. But yeah, that was how we got involved with the uh, baby bowl. It's kind of running in the same circles as y'all. And uh, I know Rob sent us a message last year um, to try and get into it, and we kind of had our our dancing card full, so to speak, uh, just with the number of leagues and number of commitments that we'd already had and uh, weren't able to do it. But that was one of those that we put the uh, the baby bowl. And because uh, you know, it's a unique format and uh, certainly great cause there as well. But it was one of those that when we looked into it last year and uh, didn't feel we could make a commitment uh, to it, we looked at it and said, this is something that we've got to put on uh, for the future and going forward. And so we made that one of the uh, the top priorities for a league that we were going to participate in uh, for this season. And, and it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun and uh, certainly a great thing that you guys uh, put on here and, uh, you know, some work, uh, some very worthy causes out there as well yeah. and a lot of fun overall to, to play in it so uh, thank yeah. you guys very much for putting that on 
Well, that, that all the credit goes to Rob Norton. He takes care of all those things. <laughs> I just get on here and I just talk a little bit. But Rob Norton is the daddy of the baby bowl, and he puts it on each and every week and each and every year and does a lot of hard work behind the scenes on that. So, Rob, everybody really does appreciate that. I hope you know that. I hope everybody. I hope you know that, Rob, at what Derek just said comes from everybody here that participates in the baby bowl. Yeah, no, Derek, I appreciate the kind words. And um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it it obviously it's a it's a lot to do. But like at the same time, I, I really enjoy it. And I, I think it's worth putting my time and energy into. And, you know, I'm always happy to hear the good feedback from people that really enjoy the format, enjoy just the, the culture of it, enjoy, you know, everything about it. So um, and hopefully, you know, it seems to be growing each year by word of mouth. People people really uh, enjoy like I said, enjoy the whole thing, everything about it. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, keep, keep getting it bigger and bigger. And I mean, at some point I'm probably <laughs> going to have to have, uh, people helping me with the, with the signups and getting everything going. But yeah, as of now, I've been trying to just, you know, every day, I'm pretty much every day messaging people, um, asking people if they're interested in it, you know, and like I said, I, I always try to tell people, you know, no pressure, not going to hurt my feelings or anything. If you, if you don't, and like, like, Derek said he uh they were they were too uh you know booked up the previous year and then uh you know I I circled back again this year and um they were able to make it and I was I was uh definitely glad they did. Well, uh, personally I don't know if people are booked up or if they're just scared of my comp- competitive juices. <laughs> Rob, I think <laughs> I, people are a little scared. They 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 hear I about do, the legend of loafing it and they I do <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I do um I do let them know, you know, that's usually part of the part of the part of the big uh, message that I send out, you know, I said loafing it's in there. So uh, if you're if you're if you're scared of that, I understand. So Yeah. Well, next year, no, yeah. next year on the flyers you could say try to beat my wife in the baby bowl. She doesn't pay attention <laughs> to football. She just- <laughs> I know. <laughs> maybe maybe I should throw that in there. You know, any <laughs> she's gonna hate me if she listens to this. But I say, you know, anyway, anyone yeah. can win. My wife even won. She doesn't even watch football, yeah. so she, she, this is easy yeah. to win. She listens all the time. She she leaves reviews on on the uh, thing. She she slaps the stars around. She shares the show. She does all that stuff, Rob. Not <laughs> if when she listens to the podcast. That's true. Hey, at at Norton zero seven two three, dropping articles all the time, each and every week. Uh, not only on DraftKings, but redrafts, all those things. He'll have baseball stuff coming up. I know he likes to do that as well. So, mm-hmm. been a lot of exciting times here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. And you can see those pinned tweets over there on his Twitter handle at Norton zero seven two three of how to enter into the baby bowl playoffs and at the fi today with little underscore you can see how to enter the baby bowl playoffs as well twenty dollars is your entry fee ten of it goes into the prize pool and ten of it goes to the march of dimes and to ashley's embrace so always good causes that we are trying to support and we appreciate your help in doing so and don't forget to follow Derek dennington as well at good old boys ff over there on twitter and he does youtube stuff everything everything over there you guys hear how how good he is at projecting all the different kind of fantasy football talk and everything so good job. New Orleans, oh, we already did that game. Carolina at Tampa Bay. This one's for all the marbles. For all the marbles. And I don't know how I don't know how big of marbles Tom Brady has anymore. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't <laughs> seem like Tom Brady is really got the gusto like he used to and everything. But but he is gonna be going against Sam Darnold this week. And and once again, when I look at this game, I'm going Tom Brady or Sam Darnold? If I had to play one of these guys in Baby Bowl this week, which one do I want to play? Derek, I know it sounds crazy to say Sam Darnold might be the better option, but Tom Brady just is not clicking this year at all, Derek. 
You know, you you can you can try and tell Sam Darnold uh, all day long and tell that tale. I'm I'm not going to trust the championship to uh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe that's we're talking about marbles. Maybe maybe I just don't have the the marbles to do that one. So, uh, yeah, if, if I've got to pick between the two on with a game on the line and, and have to put my championship on the line, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Tom Brady route. Uh, you know, Carolina runs the ball a ton. And runs the ball a ton. And you're going to have to rely on Sam Darnold getting you enough points on 22 to 25 um, attempts. Like, that's all he's going to drop back and do. And he's just as likely to come up with 160 yards as he is about 250 yards on that one uh, when he throws the ball that much. And a lot of that depends on the coverage that he's going to see and whether or not his receivers can, can make big plays happen, right? Like we saw these last couple of weeks, we, you know, DJ Moore has had some, some big, uh, big time plays on that. And we've seen some broken plays happen on that. Now, Tampa Bay's defense on the passing thing, they've been getting healthier. And I don't know that you're going to see many broken plays, many big plays given up against this Tampa base secondary. So I think again, that limits the uh, Sam Darnold upshot there. The, uh, the fact that Tampa Bay is not going to put many points on the board themselves, right? Like Tampa Bay's, you know, on a high scoring week anymore is 22 points type of thing. Uh, yeah, that lends the ball to, to Carolina being able to do what they want to do, which is run the ball. And you'll see Donta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, both of those guys probably get 15 opportunities on the ground to try and run the ball. And, and I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be Carolina trying to ground and pound and keep this thing close as they can. Um, and the best way to do that is to just keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see here and putting those two together. I've got Tom Brady, probably QB 13, 14 on the week. And Sam Darnold is going to be about QB 22, 23, somewhere in there for me. Yeah, I mean that. I know that makes more sense. Uh, I think the best way. I think the best way for Carolina to win this game is to keep the referees out of the stadium personally, because it doesn't seem like <laughs> yes. they're going to allow Carolina to to pull this one off. It just doesn't. No, it's not in the cards. I don't think. Rob, we could play a De- uh, Deontay Foreman. We could play a. Chuba Hubbard, I guess, a little bit if we had to, if we're down there desperate. I know we're going to play Leonard Fournette. Seems like the guy could get 30 touches in a week like this week. It just seems like Leonard Fournette could get all those touches. But, man, I I, I love White. I'm sorry. Every time he's out there on the field, I'm like, go, go, go. And when I see Leonard Fournette, I'm like, can you do something? You know, a little bit more positive. It just doesn't go. It doesn't go very well. Yeah, it's interesting because the Buccaneers – uh, their running back situation is 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 very interesting. White has definitely looked better than Fournette. Both of them actually are like near the bottom in terms of efficiency for running backs. But I think a lot of it has to do with the just the offensive line. I mean, their offensive line has been so bad this year. Um, the fact that both of them are are near the bottom that kind of tells me that uh, you know it's just a just a system thing more than not. But at the same time, both of them play for Tom Brady and they get a ton of high value touches because they get a ton of ton of ton of targets. And um, that's what's really uh, kept both of them relevant. Um, I, the way I have them ranked this week among this among this game, I have Fournette, then White, then Foreman slightly after White and then Chuba a little bit, a little bit after Foreman. Okay. So that's how I, I see them. All right. We could start Derek. We could start Godwin. We're going to start DJ Moore. I think that those guys can be playable. Would you rather start Russell Gage or Mike Evans in this game? 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Mike Gage uh, or Mike. Gage. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take <laughs> both at the answer. same time. We're gonna merge them together. Yes. And we're gonna make a super a receiver. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to take Mike Evans over Russell Gage on that one, right? Like I get it. Mike Evans has not been at all the player that we thought that he was going to be this year. Uh, certainly his most disappointing uh, season so far. But this one again is one that we could very well see. Mike Evans still finished over a thousand yards receiving on uh, receiving on this uh, season, which you know phenomenal type of start to a career there. But the touchdowns just haven't been there, and that's what really has kind of stood Mike Evans out amongst the crowd is uh, touchdowns, 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 where he's been a very consistent double digit type of guy there. Now, something tells me that we 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 probably see him have to get a little bit back towards his mean there, and so I think he's overdue for some touchdowns. So. I'd be all right playing him uh, this week against both Carolina and next week against Atlanta. I think that we probably see a touchdown in both of those games. And I think we probably easily see him get somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 yards and a touchdown. So I think he's very playable on this one. Russell Gage, you know, he's been okay lately and we've certainly seen him play a little bit more and, and certainly have some meaningful type of games here, uh, especially for fantasy purposes. Uh, but I think that the upshot is certainly better for uh, for Mike Evans than it is for Russell Gage. Yeah, if I'm when I'm projecting Russell Gage out, I think we're probably seeing four targets, thirty-seven yards, and um, and that's about it. So I am uh, Mike Evans all the way. Yeah, uh, the only upshot I see out of Mike Evans is whenever I play him, and my blood pressure goes up, shooting through the roof whenever he doesn't <laughs> catch any of those passes that he has going on. K. Dotton is also an option. <laughs> If you have tight end there, he has seven targets last time. So if you're desperate for tight end, K. Dotton might be the guy. He might, he might not, might not be. Cleveland Washington game next. This one doesn't look very exciting. I know to you, Cleveland fans, it's supposed to be exciting, Rob. But I just don't. It just, it just doesn't excite me. It doesn't get my juices flowing. But man, Deshaun Watson. The combination of Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones looks promising for next year. Probably the most promising that you've seen in a long time. You throw a little David Njoku in there. I guess he's a big David Njoku. It looks like there's good good uh, possibilities for fantasy purposes on the horizon from a Cleveland Browns organizational standpoint. Yeah, I think um, it definitely is. A, there's some promise uh, for next year as as Watson starts to, you know, get more time with, with the receivers and, and, and with Njoku and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of this week, I agree with you. And there's nothing that's really like super exciting, uh, either way from on, on the Brown side, at least. I mean, Njoku probably is my favorite relative. I mean, in terms of relative to the rest of his position, um, cause I think I have him top 12. So yeah, I mean, I'm not really too amped up to necessarily play anyone in this game. Would you rather start Brock Purdy this week in redraft or baby bowl or Deshaun Watson? Wow. That's what I think it's, I have it super close. I think I actually have Brock Purdy. Ed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't care where you got him. I just want to know, would you rather start him than Deshaun Watson? I mean, I yeah, I would. I would. Okay. I would. Really? 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 Yeah. At, Vegas at, this matchup is juicy. At, uh, as I was to say, the Vegas matchup is great, at, and it's at Vegas in a dome. Like it, the oh, totals are better, uh, sorry, so I, the it's dome. Just, the dome. Yeah, hey, it's, it's the dome. You know, you know where I go with the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this was going to be crazy, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson this week? Deshaun Watson. Give me the, the legend of Baker. 
Really? <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, I, I, I don't I don't mind that pick right now against the Chargers. The Chargers defense is fantastic, and we saw what Baker did last week, so I could see that happening. So uh, this is one of those two that it kind of comes down to the fact of you know this point in the season you got to look at teams and and players and what do they have to play for, right? Deshaun Watson, not really anything to play for, right? He's got all that guaranteed money that he's sitting on. The Browns are well eliminated from the playoffs, so. Yeah, there's there's not much for him to play for. Baker's playing for his professional career here, and you know we've se- we've seen him come out and have two massive weeks, and uh, well, one massive week and one uh, yeah. you know great <laughs> come bu- come from behind victory. Um, you know, uh, and the legend of Baker just kind of continues and grows here. So um, the the Chargers are a hit or miss defense, and we've seen that all year long, and. I, I do think that we're going to see Baker Baker manage to do some things here as he continues to get a little bit more confident in that offense, a little bit more comfortable in that offense, and um, you know, a, you know, takes from some of that tutelage of McVay. So I, I think I'd rather play uh, Baker and a guy fighting for his professional career and professional life than uh, Deshaun Watson, who at this point we're just kind of waiting for the season to get over so that he can try and attack it next year, and you know, okay. hopefully the Browns can get what they paid for. All right. Carson Wentz, Rob, a possibility for Baton Bowl this week? Possibility against the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, he's uh he's he's behind. I mean, he's like I'm 24th, so we're in week 17, you know? Yeah. I mean I, I would rather, I mean, in terms of guys that probably people haven't played, I'd rather play Mike White. I'd rather play Brock Purdy. Minshew, if he plays and you didn't play him last week. Um, I'd rather play Teddy. Gino, I'd rather play Gino. Okay, so he, he's he's behind all those guys. I do have him ahead of like Pickett, Darnold, Dalton, Foles, Davis Mills. Mostly okay. about it. <laughs> Total smash spot for Brian Robinson. You got to play Nick Chubb if you haven't played Nick Chubb. I know the Washington defense is pretty stout. I just can't see you having a lot of different options out there for baseball purposes. Uh, better than Nick Chubb at any time for the most part. I know his. I know his volume's been down. I know his points have been down ever since uh, Deshaun Watson has been there. But man, he's, uh, I I don't want to go home not playing Nick Chubb at some point. If if. He was one of my options. I don't know who else I would turn to. Maybe I would. Maybe I would turn. I, I'm crazy like that too. Uh, wide receivers. We got McLaurin back there. We got Donovan Peoples Jones, Amari Cooper. Is it a Jahan Dotson week though? I mean, Jahan Dotson with Carson Wentz earlier this year, Derek was just fantastic, and I really like Dotson. And I, 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 I don't mind taking a flyer on a Samuel either. Just his volume those first two games with Carson Wentz was tremendous. Yeah, but Dotson are. Seema could certainly be in play, and it seems like the rapport between him and Wentz is certainly there. Uh, I certainly don't mind the Jahan Dotson uh, play there. When uh, when Carson Wentz plays, Deshaun, uh, this Jahan Dotson certainly seems to fall into the end zone. And, uh, yeah, I certainly see him being a high-ceiling kind of guy uh, with a lower floor expectation there as well. So I, I think he's probably more of a fringe wide receiver one with some, you know, with some Big upside, or I'm sorry, a fringe wide receiver three with a fringe okay. wide receiver one upside. Uh, now that I actually caught myself saying that, but I think that you see, you could see a ceiling be somewhere in that 13, 14 range with his floor being somewhere closer to wide receiver 37, 38. Both of your uh, volume from your voices perked up a lot whenever we started talking about the San Francisco Las Vegas game. 
Okay, both of you did. Uh, Rob, you have Brock Purdy back there. Uh, I know I want to trust him from a baseball purpose. I think I could play him. You know, when we're talking about those bottom-tiered guys, he may not be your first choice, but, man, he sure does look pretty back there in the pocket. Hmm. See what you did there. See what you did there. (laughs) But, yeah, he's a a top – 15-ish guy for me this week. Um, as Derek mentioned too, like we we sounds like we both love the the Vegas matchup. Obviously, Vegas uh, going in a different direction here with with theirs. So it it kind of like concerns me a little bit. It almost puts them in like in the same way that people were a little bit worried about Dak tonight in the sense of um, you know the the Titans going with Josh Dobbs and wondering if the game would even be competitive or not. Um, my thing is a lot of times when I feel like some of that gets overblown because sometimes what happens is, yeah, you worry about, you know, a team getting to an early lead and then coasting. Well, it could be the fact that the reason they got to that early lead was uh, Purdy, uh, you know, throwing, throwing three touchdowns by, you know, dumping one off to McCaffrey and him housing it. And same thing with Kittle or, and, and Iuk. So that certainly is in play here with uh, Purdy. Yeah, and we're going to play a McCaffrey. We're going to play a Kittle. I don't know if we can trust any wide receivers from San Francisco necessarily. If Debo, if you haven't played him yet and he's back there, maybe you could play a little Debo Samuel as they try to get him in a rhythm heading into the playoffs possibly. So I wouldn't mind playing him. But Derek, my question to you is this. Are we playing any Las Vegas Raiders? Is Devontae Adams bulletproof? Is Josh Jacobs bulletproof? I mean, they got the big names, Waller, Retro. Uh, but can you play any of them with Stidham back there as quarterback? So Devontae Adams uh, cost me many, many uh, oh. semifinal matchups last sorry. week. So I'm sorry. I uh, I don't know that I can I can go that route um, <laughs> and, and double down on that when I've got you know to go with Jared Stidham in there. So I don't know that Devontae Adams is necessarily bulletproof on that one. Uh, same thing too, with any of these other pass catchers, right? Like, uh, you know, when you look at it, uh, you probably see, uh, see Stidham trying to get the ball out a little bit quicker, which might favor the Darren Waller, the Hunter Renfro route there a little bit, but uh, I'm not, I'm not trusting really anybody on the, the Las Vegas side of things to put it in Josh Jacobs. I, I probably would still give that shot, especially if I've got him in season long there, uh, simply from the standpoint that he's he's one of those runners, one of those few runners that seemingly gets stronger as the game goes along, and the more carries he gets, the better he gets on that as well. Just yeah, you know, his he seemingly just kind of wears down the defense there a little bit and and kind of goes there. So I don't know that I'm necessarily feeling that confident having to start anybody from uh, from Las Vegas because that Niners defense yep. is really really good. Um, you know they're. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Vegas maybe you know, struggle to put up 13 points in this thing and the Niners be well over 30. So that's fair. I don't, I don't know that I'm feeling that confident about starting any Raider on that one, but Brock Purdy, I do think that we see plenty of him come out. Yeah. You know, not going to surprise me. See him get 240 yards, two touchdowns uh, and call a day on his way to you know, quarterback 14, 15 on the week. All right, that, that's good. A good analysis. I like that because the you know that is my factor. Whenever I circle back around, I start thinking about trying to play any of those Raiders. Is that they are going against the San Francisco 49er defense, so I always want to opt out of that already. And then Stidham scares me away from that as well. 
Rob, uh, Derek, we we got the Cowboys in the red zone. We got we got them in the red zone again, and Dak has thrown a touchdown to Schultz. It's time for CeeDee Lamb. We got to get some good juju. Mojo, another Schultz touchdown. That's a fun. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's two Schultz touchdowns. <laughs> no, but I, didn't, I didn't start uh, Schultz on the baby bowl there. So come on, Dak. You didn't get the memo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I sent that thing down there care of uh, you know, McCarthy, and uh, apparently he didn't get the message either. At least at least CD is getting a lot of targets. Uh, that should have been. I can't believe they didn't feed him. I can't believe they didn't feed him. All right. Uh, New York Jets at Seattle. Seahawks, Rob, this this game's for you. It's got your name written all over it because I think it has a potential shootout possibly, depending on the weather, of course. In Seattle, the weather's always the weather. Geno Smith hasn't played as well as he has in the past, though. Kind of been letting me down a little bit there. But I, I just love the potential of a shootout here because I think back at home that, that Geno and them can get right here. And Mike White loves to throw the football, too. Yeah, I'm surprised that the this game total is as low it is as it is. Like it, it's only a 41 and a half. I would expect it to be a little bit higher. Um, I you know, like you said, Gino's been struggling a little bit, but I got both Gino and Mike White as like top 15, top 16 guys. Um, I like Zonovan Knight a lot this week. I love Garrett Wilson with the uh, with uh, um, Mike White back. I think I have Garrett Wilson top eight. Oh. Wide receiver, top seven. He's my wide receiver seven right now. Um, and I like Tyler Conklin a lot too. So, yeah, I mean, it'll help. I think it'll help Gino if, if Lockett ends up playing in this one. Um, sure. So, it, I think he practiced today for the last, I saw the last update. Um, so, that would be, that would be really helpful for, for this game in general and for Gino. All right. I think that's fair. We could play a Kenneth Walker if we haven't played him yet. I think mm-hmm. that's possible. I know it's the Jets defense and all that. We can't be too picky anymore in week 17 of the baby bowl either. So, but I, I would put Zonovan Knight up there as one of the better p- options possibly at uh, just on the board period against the Seattle Seahawks defense. Uh, Metcalf, Lockett, Wilson. If, if Derek, if uh, Mike White, which he is going to be quarterback there, uh, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Can we play those guys, or would you rather go for the Tyler Conklin if you're trying to match up somebody with Mike White? Yeah, I, at that point, I, I again, I'm not necessarily going to trust those guys in either championship week or you know, looking yeah. at a DFS type of deal where I've, I've got to win and I've got to put up points in order to do that. Uh, Elijah Moore you know, seemingly just hasn't hasn't been that guy that that we all thought he would be kind of coming in, right? Like I know I was one of the guys think that was much higher on him this year, but I, Elijah Moore ranking wise, I've got him right around like wide receiver 48 right now. And I'm going through those things and I don't know that he's going to make my top 50 when it's all said and done. Same thing with Corey Davis. Uh, right now he's outside of my top 50 when it comes to wide receiver ranking. So I'd rather go with the Tyler Conklin, um, on that one. Again, Tyler Conklin, I, I see him probably tight in 15 when it's all said and done this week. So I'm not super high on him either. But uh, out of the pass catchers in this one, yeah, he, uh, Rob already hit it on the head. Garrett Wilson's probably got the best shot of, of okay. doing something in this one. All right. I don't mind Noah Fant either this week. Uh, Will Disley's on IR, so that kind of opened up more opportunities for Noah Fant out there, Rob, uh, a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, he's he's been heating up a little bit too. 
All right, two more games on the board, guys. Minnesota at Green Bay. This one looks like a fun one. It's going to be a 3.30 afternoon game, you know, the late afternoon games. And Kirk Cousins, we know what he's like during those games. We know what he's like outside. We know what he's like. But, man, he's got that guy, Jordan Jordan Jefferson. I do that all year long, haven't I, Rob? Justin Jefferson, uh, he's got him back there, which is really making Kirk Cousins seem nice, like a nice option to play any week as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins has been a guy I think that people have underrated really for a while. Um, he's always thrown for a lot of yards and good amount of touchdowns. And um, he always finishes, you know, borderline top 10, top 12 uh, on the season. So um, that's right where I have him again this week. I think he's perfectly fine to play in this one. Would you rather play Derek Kirk Cousins or uh, Rogers this week if you were playing, you had to choose one of them in Baby Bowl? Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um... I think Kirk Cousins probably gets the job done, and I think we see him edge out Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done. But, I mean, this is probably within a point type of deal. Now, Rodgers certainly has the better matchup of the two of them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going against that Minnesota secondary that is one of the worst secondaries out there and just gives up big plays. Um, We've seen that time and time again. So, Aaron Rodgers certainly has a better ceiling shot, I think, than Kirk Cousins does. But I think Kirk Cousins certainly has uh, probably a little bit safer floor this week. And I think that uh, the fact that you've got Dalvin Cook uh, going up against a Green Bay defense that likes to give up points to opposing running backs there as well helps that. So Minnesota is able to see stay much more balanced than Green Bay necessarily is there. Um, because I think you're going to see Green Bay really try and attack this Minnesota Minnesota secondary. And so it all depends on whether or not some of those shots hit. Um, Christian Watson with the big question mark there, I think that's um, – I think I'd have even a little bit more uh, confidence going with Rodgers if Watson was in here for some of that big play capability uh, because I think we could see Christian Watson uh, against this Minnesota, Minnesota secondary – you know, house a 40 or 50 yarder pretty easily, but I don't, it doesn't look good for him necessarily playing. And I, at that point, I'm going to lean the, uh, the cousins route, but again, very close between those two. Okay. Rob, if Watson is out, which I, I tend to agree with Derek, I don't think that he's going to play necessarily. The coach said he's going to practice. He didn't end up not practicing in any form whatsoever today or yesterday. I don't think so. I, I, it's not looking good for him. Would you rather have an Alan Lazard or Romeo Dobbs? Um, I would lean Lazard. Um, I don't feel great about it, but, um, but yeah, I would lean Lazard. Really? I say I'd, I'd rather lean the Dobbs, but I, I'm one of those guys. I'd rather lean to a zero or lean to a hundred. And I just think Dobbs can get a hundred, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, he definitely has upside. He, he flashed earlier in the year for sure before, uh, getting banged up. So, um, you know, it wouldn't shock me either way. I never, I've never been a big Lazard guy, but he just feels, feels mm-hmm. safer. 11 targets, you know, that, that does feel a little bit safer than Dobbs 5. But it's his first week back. First six har- six targets. First week back, though. As I, I, I could try to see the sunny side of a Romeo Dobbs. Uh, can we play a Thielen if we needed to, Rob? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's kind of the, you know, okay. he's he's always been touchdown dependent. And he hasn't been getting, yeah, he's, it's not an, not an exciting one. Well, let me add, if Aaron Jones is playing or not playing, would you be excited to play A.J. Dillon? If he's playing, would you be excited to say play AJ Dillon? If he's playing, no, yes. not necessarily. Would you be excited to play AJ Dillon if Aaron Jones was not playing? Yes. Okay. All right. What? All right. Hawkinson 
eight. That's it. That's all he's got. That's that's. I looked on the fantasy uh, calculator last week, and I tried to factor in what he's going to do this week and in week eighteen, and it just came up none. Right, because he's got all the <laughs> fantasy points for the year out of two weeks this season, uh, Derek, and I just can't see him doing that, repeating that process in either week, this week or next week. I mean, Hawkinson has certainly kind of come to his own and certainly been more the guy that we thought he would be in Detroit uh, since he's come over to Minnesota. And I, you know, our Green Bay is kind of middle of the pack when it comes to opposing tight end matchups there. So I don't know that we're necessarily going to see anything flashy, you know, substantial, anything like that one there. Um, so I, he's certainly worth a play because I, I do think that he's still going to see seven or eight targets in this one. And if you've got to, yeah, as a tight end, that's that, that's prime real estate if you've got a tight end that's featured that much. And if you have to take a dart throw on what was once known as Robert Tunyon upside, you can you <laughs> can try to play that with yeah, it. Give me Mercedes Lewis at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had to say it because Robert Tunyon was that name, man, that we all were kind of a little, a little bit excited about, you know, at least going into the season. And it just has not happened at all. And that probably because they just have so many more mouths to feed there. It feels like this season, uh, as far as wide receivers go, uh, Rams at the Chargers. Talk about upside, man. Tyler Higby, does he have it in him again this week, Rob? Yeah. They don't have much uh, in the way of pass catchers, so you, I mean, you, <laughs> it's possible. Um, but yeah, I I'm probably going to be at slightly lower on Higby than consensus this week. I think. But I I think they know the game. I think the Chargers know the game plan now. You know what I mean? Like last year or last week, and it was against Denver, who obviously just rolled over last week, right? And we saw what happened afterwards. So it, it kind of all made sense how they much they didn't care, and the Chargers have something a little bit to play for. And they know the game plan. They know Baker. The Baker's short to Higby. So my question is this. They have the offensive guru there. Derek, Derek, Rob, how do they change that up this week? Because I don't think they're going to go in there with the same game plan to pass it short to Higby like that. And they'll score. How are they going to change it up? Who's going to who's going to benefit from it? Is it, is it going to be Cam Akers again? Is it just going to be Akers and Higby each and every week and Makefield from here on out? Higby's not going to be the guy. Um, I'll tell you that right now. So Denver, when you look at it, Denver's secondary is really good on the outside, right? They've got great cornerbacks where they're weak at is in the slot and against tight ends there. Uh, the chargers don't have that issue. They've got a guy named Derwin James that uh, can be a lockdown guy on safeties. that are on uh, opposing tight ends, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's a guy that they brought in specifically to have to go against some elite tight ends in division, like Darren Waller, like Travis Kelsey, and he does a good job against those matchups when he's uh, when he's out there playing. Uh, Cam Akers certainly could be a guy here. The Chargers have been gassed against the uh, you know uh, and allow big running plays to to happen there. So I certainly see that could uh, potentially be a thing there. Um, I think we could see a little bit of some Van Jefferson this week here as well. Um, but I'm not necessarily looking at uh, Baker having a, a monster week like he had this past week or the Rams showing up like that. But uh, certainly should be a fun matchup out there in L.A. Okay. But, uh, M- oh, I was going to say NBC certainly didn't think it was that exciting, though, flexing that out of the uh, the prime spot. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> they, they opted not to. Hey, Rob, I remember me bragging about Justin Herbert, and I was giggling like a little schoolgirl whenever I was talking about the prize picks that we were going over before the season started and everything and how Justin Herbert was going to throw for over 5,000 yards again this year. It, it, ain't, it ain't happening, man. 
It, it just ain't happening. I was I was wrong. Yeah. See, that's yeah. a it's the unders, man. The unders. They're the smart. Well, smart. They're not fun. They're not as fun, but they're they're the smarter play. <laughs> They are. We just, uh, but whenever I start taking unders, I get scared. Whenever I start taking overs, I feel very confident. You know, that's, <laughs> so I don't want to play scared. I guess what it is. But when we talk about Justin Herbert, I think we could play him this week. Maybe against, uh, mm. I, not maybe. I do think we could play him this week against the Rams defense. Just banged up, a lot of injuries, a lot of people maybe quitting and everything like that. So I like that. I don't mind. I, I could play Keenan Allen. I could play Mike Williams in the Bay Bowl if I had to. Uh, for for a running back, I know we could play Eckler. If he's healthy, can we play a Cam Makers as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he's he's a back end kind of RB two. Like Derek mentioned, they the Chargers are, are uh, they allow more against the run. Um, so so yeah, Acres coming off of a big week last week. I think he's still going to be the guy that gets a lot of the workload. He's probably a top twenty ish option. All right, All right. guys, I think that's it. Unless there's anybody in this game that we didn't talk about. I don't think there is. Uh, if Eckler's out, do we play a Kelly? We could play a Kelly, right? It would be thin. I mean, obviously we're in week seventeen, so if you're <laughs> depending on what you got at, left at, at running back, if Eckler's doesn't play, then Kelly might be one of your best options. So, um, yeah, that's us. I mean, that's how it goes in, in in the baby bowl when you're when you're getting this thin, but. Um, yeah. I prefer not. I, I'm, I'm guessing most people probably would have better options still. Um, better options. I would hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fine. Hey, you look the bouncy out there to me. You look bouncy out there to me. You have been listening to the Baybo podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. And Rob and I were joined by Derek Dennington from the good old boys fantasy football network. I, I, I put network in there, Derek. I don't know if it's network. Tell everybody the real name of everything and where you're located and how they can get in touch with you. Well, that works certainly, certainly works. Um, you know, also known as the podcast. So good old boys, fantasy football podcast or network, either one of those, which, uh, certainly works there. You can find us on the, uh, on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at good old boys, FF. Um, one of the best places to support our show is over on the YouTube's good old boys, uh, fantasy football podcast, uh, you yeah, YouTube channel, uh, also known as uh, youtube.com slash at good old boys FF over there. Uh, we go live tomorrow night uh, or Friday night, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, so come check it out if, if you get a chance. Uh, Rob, Derek did a good job. I know you never talked to him before. At least that's what we've kind of deduced. <laughs> but he did a fantastic job. Absolutely. Uh, Derek, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, it was a blast uh, having you on. And, and and like I said before, I appreciate you being a part of the, the Baby Bowl and um, really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, glad we've uh, been able to link up a little bit. Yeah, I can't uh, can't wait for next year. Can't wait for the playoffs to start on the Baby Bowl here. So looking to see if we can't uh, you know put up another good showing here on this one. Look forward to next season. And thank you guys very much for having me on. This was a blast. Always love getting to, to talk shop with uh, with guys out there. Uh, it was our pleasure. Rob, uh, tell everybody where they can find you as well and what articles you have dropping at the end of this week. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Norton0723. Um, I, uh, the the, uh, the DraftKings GPP strategy article for bet, betting predators uh, just dropped today. I, I uh, got that one out. Uh, and then um, the DraftKings article, more of a cash game-centric article for for last word on sports will I'll, I'll finish it up tomorrow. Probably uh, they'll probably uh, publish it Saturday morning. That's usually when they do. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then honestly, after that, I think I'm going to be mostly taking a break from 
content creation since it'll be you know the end of the regular season in terms of uh, football content uh focusing on you know baby bowl playoffs uh getting people signed up getting that all straightened out and then uh having having a baby so that's uh <laughs> that's where that's where i'm where i'm at for for uh coming up here yeah, so that little, little Wesley is on his way. Uh, uh, <laughs> guess Wesleyna, Wesley, did you name the baby anything yet? Did you? You didn't yeah, pick out Wesley yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't. We, we, can, it was in consideration. Oh. My, uh, my, <laughs> you know, I say, I was a uh, sneaky pick there. <laughs> it was a sneaky. It was sneaky. But no, yeah, it's gonna be maybe uh, Cooper, Cooper James, uh, I, I believe, is what we. Cooper. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> So Carson and Carson and Cooper is going to be our two two little guys. Wonderful, and we are will all be wishing you the best of luck heading into that new year, Rob, with a new baby. You will need it, my friend. And we yeah. want to <laughs> uh, tell everybody to make sure. Uh, you, well, we want to tell them to follow me over on Twitter at Loafinit, but make sure you like, you subscribe, you do all those things uh, for the podcast. You share it out there, and we want to sign people up for that baby bowl. Check out those pinned tweets at FI Today with a little underscore or at Norton zero seven two three over there. Uh, make sure you check out those pinned tweets. It'll also be under this podcast tweet that we will put out here just in the next couple of hours and, and everybody we want to encourage you to have a great new year new year's eve but more importantly than all that we want to encourage you to find a way to make up a, a positive impact in somebody's life today